everyone welcome back my name is Lynn Wilson and welcome to hope for today so for today what are we gonna chat about got your coffee got something to drink got you know pink fuzzy slippers on grab a quilt chilly day around here so you know we gotta whew, gotta bundle up a little bit the weather's starting to change I don't know where you are but it's changing around here and it's getting chilly so I got my jacket on so today we're gonna be talking about perspective it is all about perspective interestingly enough I prayed about where the Lord wanted me to be on this particular day and on what topic he wanted me to be on and I go into the podcast prayerfully because I don't want to just assume this is the topic and then the Lord says no 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 I got something else so he gave me the word perspective I had no idea what chapter, what verse, what topic, what, uh, not topic, but a topic in terms of the Bible. You know, would it be a biblical character? What are we going to talk about? Perspective. So I'm going to read a verse and then I'm just going to share a few things with you. And um, this is not a complicated podcast. This is a very simplistic podcast, but I'm hoping it's challenging. It has been a challenging week for me since the Lord gave me this word perspective, I have spent the last week observing and watching and listening. Listening to myself, listening to myself with my family, the way I talk to my family, my outlook on things, my outlook on when I get upset about something, or my outlook on um, something happens that I'm not happy with, or maybe I am happy with. And just watching and observing how people handle themselves. So in Matthew 6, 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's in Matthew 6, 21. One of the things I have talked about is there's a work to be done. There are people that need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And the Bible clearly talks about to preach the <coughs> to all four corners of the world. It's clear, it's precise, There's, it's black and white. It's not one of these gray areas of the Bible that, you know, that, not that the Bible has gray areas. Let me rephrase that. Sometimes we as a people are not quite clear when we read something as to maybe the direction the Lord wanted us to go in one way or another. But with salvation, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You must be born again. And we have a job to do. Now, does the Lord really need us to do that job? No. He doesn't need us at all, but he would like us to be involved. And the only way we can really be involved is to give him our heart. Um, first, we give him our heart to accept him into our life as our personal savior. And then we give him our heart to say, what would you like me to do? And the longer you grow in him and the more you grow in him, the more excited you get for the work that he wants you to do. And I'm going to just share a few stories with you. I don't know, maybe, maybe this will mean absolutely nothing to you, but this meant a lot to me. And I want you to sort of, maybe not literally close your eyes, but sort of figuratively close your eyes and kind of try and be creative. Use your creative juices and just envision some of these scenarios and see how, you know, how it challenges your heart. So the other night we went to a youth group activity for my son and this particular youth group is for special needs, any age. 
and you know we might joke that oh we're special needs you know i joke a lot of times i'm a little add today and things like that but some of these people here are severely special needs and there was a girl in the wheelchair and she was about two or three rows ahead of me and her hands were sort of kind of you know permanently in this uh look and her hands her arms were apart and she couldn't even put her arms down and she this was her in the wheelchair definitely wheelchair bound there's no way she could get up and walk around and to look at her in particular you and i would probably um maybe not vote for somebody along this appearance to be the Miss America pageant, let's just say. You know, because humans, from a human standpoint, we have our boxes of where people fit. And they handed her the mic, <coughs> and they asked her to pray and open up in prayer. And again, I'm two rows back, and I cannot see her. I only see the back of her. I had to go up and meet her after the, after the end. So you have this vision of what this person looks like and their position in life and so on. And they asked her to pray. And my first thought is, wow, okay, that's different that they're asking her to open in prayer. And she proceeded to open in prayer and thank the Lord for everyone's health. And that we were healthy and that we were here tonight to enjoy this particular special event. They had a special evening planned. And then she continued to pray that the Lord would just bless and she named different people that were going through situations. Now, mind you, here is somebody in a wheelchair that is basically deformed in some way or another and cannot use her extremities like you and I can. And just her appearance and her speech and everything that else went with it. And she was thanking the Lord for her health perspective. She went on to pray for other people that she felt really had a tough situation. I'm looking at her, and she's praying for others. Perspective. Then she went on to continue in her prayer that she said, Lord, you know my heart. I sat back. She said, and you know where I'm at, and you know what things I'm being impatient about. And she asked the Lord to just allow her to give her the grace to learn how to be patient in those areas that she's struggling in. Perspective. My initial view of that person, my initial look of that person, my initial thoughts of that person, and then I heard her prayer. Perspective. It changed my perspective. There are things that have been happening in this last week, as I mentioned, and um, it has changed my, my perspective. I have two friends, and... Um, one friend is, is in the process of getting a, a newer home and they're all excited and, you know, they want to look for things. And, um, but the home is more of a handyman special. And so for them, it's not quite up to standard of what they would want for their family. And, you know, they have a list and, you know, I want this done, this done, this done. You know, kind of like when you buy a house, you, you go into it buying it and saying, okay, you repair these items and then I will purchase the home. So they were telling me about the fact that they, they were looking at this handyman special and they were kind of debating whether to go with it, but they want certain things done before they would consider it worthy enough to move into. Nothing wrong with that. I totally get it, you know. Or maybe you just want to purchase some new furniture or new furnishings. There's nothing wrong with that, per se. Listening to that, 
and I didn't think anything of it until about an hour later I had another friend who was um, chatting with me about they're in a in a bad situation they're probably going to be homeless um, or potentially homeless in the next three to four months and they were asking for prayer that the Lord would intervene and, and, you know, grant them a place to live and so on. And their perspective was they would live in a tent. Now I'm paraphrasing what they said, but basically they said they would live in a tent anywhere and deal with the toilet and the shower situation. They'd make it work if they had to go to a Y or something to shower, but just that they would have a place to call their own. You know, an hour apart from a friend that's looking for a handyman special and has a list of it has to be meet these qualifications to move in versus someone that would be happy with a tent perspective. Hmm. I remember when I started my career many years ago, it was during the recession and I was told there are no jobs. And I was at a business college, and that business college, one of their big things, their big mottos was that they will find you a job guaranteed when you graduate this business college, you will have job placement. Well, about halfway, three quarters of the way through, they had a uh, meeting with the students and, and the faculty to let us know that now because we're in a recession, there are no jobs available. And basically you're on your own and they have to renege on their promise to have job placement. They will help you find interviews when possible, but there are no jobs available. Now here I am a young girl and I'm all excited. I'm in my early 20s and I'm starting out my career and I'm zealous for life and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a difference. And I wanted my career and I am at the point of six weeks away from graduating to realize there are no jobs out there. Well... I'm a go-getter and I don't like being told no. So I decided to take the bull by the horn and I applied for a job that needed two years experience and it said do not even apply unless you have two years experience. Well I didn't have two years experience. I had my education, I had my certification and I decided to be creative and to take the bull by the horn and apply for this position. I landed the job. I landed the job and one of the problems was is I had to start before I finished my last six weeks of school so I had to work through how I was going to do that. But I was told no on something I knew was a yes and I had to be creative on how I did it. Perspective. Hmm. We have a van right now that we drive, and um, it's old. It's very old. It's about 20 years old. But you know what? Gets me from point A to point B. It has a few dents and dings, and uh, you know, it sounds like an older vehicle, and it's not super pretty and posh. It doesn't have all the newfangled things, you know, put it in reverse and you get that the camera to show you backing up or it doesn't have Bluetooth and all these great gadgets it doesn't have any of it um, it has a CD and a cassette player if you want to know how old it is yes I have a cassette player in my van but you know what that van was given to me as a gift somebody 
knew I needed a car and we were desperate for a car and they gifted us this car. I was so grateful for this car with all its dents and all its dings and with its cassette player and the lack of Bluetooth and a lack of all of these gadgets. I was grateful for this car that was gifted to me. Perspective. I have people that make fun of me and you're going to say, well, who would do that? Let's get real with each other. People, we, we, you and I have made fun of people for having less. And if you haven't, you're probably not realizing how much you do do it. We've all done it. Is it right? No, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying let's get real. I have people that have made fun of me for my vehicle that, oh, you're driving this, you know, old car and blah, 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 whatever. Perspective. I'm grateful that I have a vehicle that gets me from point A to point B, and I was grateful for the giver that gave it to me. I have a friend that um, continuously gives. She gives for your birthday, for Christmas. She would give to you for Groundhog's Day and Fourth of July. Anything she can do, she's a giver. She's just a giver. She never expects in return, ever. And when you give her something, you could give her a half-eaten candy bar and put a bow on it, and she would be grateful for it. Perspective. The other day, I sat and actually watched someone receive a gift. This was, you know, one of these things that you kind of go, really? She received the gift, looked at it, and said, huh. Looked to the next person and said, you want it? I won't use it. The other person who was the giver, different giver in this case, was a stone's throw away. Do you get what I'm saying here? You received a gift and looked at it and because you didn't like it, you just gave it away. No grateful attitude. No, I, this was so nice of that person. Hmm, perspective. I don't know if you're on Facebook at all, but I belong to Facebook groups. And one of the groups is a group where you sell things. And, you know, I have a chair and I want to sell it. So I take a picture and I post it and I put, I'm selling it for $10 and then I can sell it. Instead of doing a yard sale in my front yard, I can sell this online. Well, one of the groups, the people in the group said, you know what? Thanksgiving is coming and Christmas is coming and hard times are coming for a lot of people. This particular group is here to make money. I'm here to make money. That's the whole point of being part of this group. But instead of for this holiday season, us trying to make money, let's give back to our fellow man. And this person went on to say, how about if we post what we have for somebody that's in need and we just give it to them just for the next two months, for November and December. And then in January, we'll go back to selling whatever things that we have. So instead of me putting this on for $10, I could put it, I have a chair or I have a table or I have a bed or I have a car seat or I have baby's clothes or whatever the case might be. I can put on there. I have these things. Who needs it? It's free. And the list, the last time I checked was over 2000 items that were listed and it only started about four days ago. So I said to my husband, what kind of things do we have? What do we have? What can we give? What can we bless somebody with? This is a secular group who thought 
enough of his fellow man to say, hey, we got to give back. A few days later, I looked on another group that I belonged to, and this woman came on. I don't know who she is, and I still need to reach out to her. And she said, I want to give back to two families that are in need for Thanksgiving. And I am going to have, and she listed a turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, potatoes. And she listed all the items that she was going to give to somebody. And she said, private message me if you're in need, and I'd like to help you out. Well, I want to message her and say, I'd like to be part of that. I want to give some food to you that you can add to the pot for these two families. Both were secular. Perspective. Giving back. We've talked over the past few weeks about investing in a life. We've talked about that and how we can make a difference. Um, we've talked about many ways of doing things on a practical level. I want to challenge you today to change your perspective. I want to go back to Matthew 6:21 for where your treasure is. There your heart be also. My husband and I were talking and, and we made a decision about two weeks ago to remove something from our life temporarily. It wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing, but it wasn't for the season of our life. And by removing that one thing changed our perspective on everything else around us and completely took a burden off of my shoulders. It was a hard choice to make, but it was something that needed to be done for now. But, you know, once we did it, we knew it was of the Lord. We, we had complete peace and complete contentment, and our whole perspective changed. Our heart was in the right place. There is a verse in the Bible that my husband and I refer back to all the time, and it says, Think on these things. Whatever is truth, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is lovely. And it goes on in Corinthians on, on some other things that we are to think on. God tells us what to think on. It is not the negative. It is not the horrible. It is not the terrible. It is not, no, truth. God's word is truth. Somebody said the other day, just yesterday to my husband, I have a question for you. And he presented a question about something that would be a church. Uh, different denominations agree and disagree with different things and so on. And he had a question about it. He, he, I guess, never thought of it. So he questioned himself and wanted to know, um, you know, what does my husband think? Was it right or wrong? And my husband said, well, I don't agree with it, but if you'd like to chat, we could, you know, open the word and go over it together. The man proceeded to tell my husband, well, somebody gave me a book and told me to read this book and this book would help explain it. And my husband was very kind and texted them back and said, well, why don't you bring the book and, you know, we can look through it together and, and we could go over it. My initial reaction wasn't so kind and I'm glad I wasn't the one texting because I was like, you know, that black and white girl came at me and said, the only book you should be using is the word of God. I was absolutely right. We should only be going to the Word of God, but Lynn Wilson, perspective. Have a little grace, have a little love, bring it down a notch. And my husband's perspective was, this person is searching, they're struggling, and they're hurting. And I need to show them the love of God with grace and just open the Word of God and show them, this book might say this, but what does the Word of God say? I was so grateful for that example. 
of helping me have a different perspective. I'm grateful for the things I saw this week. I was grateful for the girl in the wheelchair that gave me a clear perspective on, Lynn, you're not in that same situation and you're complaining? Perspective. I was so glad when I was given a gift of an older car that I had enough grace and gratitude in my heart that my perspective was clear and grateful and thankful. Listening to two of my friends purchasing, one purchasing a home and one being kicked out of their home. Perspective. Now, does that mean that because you have the funds or the means to do better or get better or buy better, that that's wrong? Absolutely not. But it's where your heart is. If God has blessed you, overly blessed you with money, and you are doing right by the Lord and you're giving to him and you're serving him and you're you're doing all that you can do and there's still leftover funds for you to buy a great car, buy a beautiful home, furnish your home, to go on a fancy vacation, to wear in really nice clothes. There is nothing wrong with that as long as your heart is in the right place. I really want to challenge you to check your heart out this week. I want to challenge you to have a better perspective. When you look at people, and you see somebody in a different place in life than where you are, have a fresh perspective. You know, a lot of people that have it a whole lot worse than us have such a good perspective on life. They're joyful, they're happy, they're going through life, they're making it happen in spite of whatever difficulties they might have. Lack of funds, lack of money, lack of housing, lack of a career, lack of family lack of, lack of, lack of health, lack of, and you can fill in the blanks. And yet somehow those people seem to have it together better than most of us that have more. You might not have much more, but I'll tell you what, my perspective a lot of times, you know, the Lord needs to keep me humble. I always think of that verse, you know, give me enough that I don't steal, but not too much that I will turn my 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 ways away from the Lord. I can't remember the exact wording of that, but you know what verse I mean. And I just want to challenge you. Holidays are coming. Thanksgiving and Christmas, and now we're headed into winter after that. Change your perspective for the Lord. What is God doing in your life that He wants you to have a fresh perspective? He wants you to have your heart in the right place. Where are you putting your treasures? Again, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. Nothing at all. But the first thing should be the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be our perspective. If we're giving to the Lord and we're doing for him and he's blessing us in another way, that's great. And if we're doing and we're giving and somebody else looks at us and we are not maybe living in a fancy home and not driving a fancy car, you know what? If your perspective is on the Lord and your focus is on the Lord, none of that's going to matter anyway. Thanks so much for coming over today. I do want to let you know that we are still giving this booklet away. When you feel like giving up, it's a free booklet. It's a very short booklet. I'd love to send this to you free of charge. We'll pay for the postage. We'll send you the book. Just shoot me an email. Give the office a call. We'd love to send it to you. Thanks so much for coming over. We'll catch you next week on the next podcast.